What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, and this is a flashback episode. This is something that I'm going to be doing on a pretty regular basis, but the majority of these segments that I share with you guys in the flashback form are going to be done on my Patreon. So if you're on the fence and you haven't joined the Patreon just yet, head over there. Uh, it's patreon.com slash t101podcast. And if you join the T600, 800, or 1000 level series, you're instantly enabled to check out all of my exclusive content. And I'm very excited about this because with these flashbacks, I'm able to, one, take a trip down memory lane. It's always fun to go back and you know hear stuff that you did. And two... It's a way for me to really present to you guys my evolution as a content creator. You know, I don't like to pat myself on the back, and I don't want you guys to think that that's what I'm doing right now, but I think I've come a long way. And I think this is a cool little insight into my evolution. So if you guys are not familiar with my story that I've told a few different times in a few different places. Um, basically, the gist is, long story short, I had a YouTube channel called Bigger Boat Movies in reference to Jaws. And I had a great time doing it. I made a lot of friends with it, made videos. Some of those videos are still on my YouTube channel now. Um, but YouTube kind of took too much effort. Call me crazy, right? But it back in that particular time, it took too much effort for me. And so I was in a dilemma, right? I was like, man, I want to make content, but I don't want to do it this way. So what do I do? And then I thought about, hmm, maybe I should do a podcast because it'll allow me to do what I want, when I want, how I want, and make it easier. So that's what I did. I transitioned from YouTube to podcasting and just carried bigger boat movies over so it became the bigger boat movies podcast and it was interesting you know it was a it, it was an interesting transition um obviously i've stuck with it because you know i'm still doing podcasting but back then it was kind of the same dilemma and i've told this story as well but you know I, I found myself constantly coming back to Terminator and James Cameron and all that stuff. So then eventually bigger boat movies became Terminator 101. So anyways, I've gone through my audio files and it's really fun to do that. Like I said, for the reasons that I told you guys. So anyways, this particular episode that is coming up after this was recorded in 2017, I believe, the beginning of 2017, around that time. And it was a pretty interesting topic that I, you know, shared with my listeners at that time. And uh, I'm excited for you guys to hear it as well. So coming up after this sponsor, you're, you're, we're going to go back in time. And uh, it's going to be that particular segment. Now, keep in mind, under this segment is like music. Um, I don't really do that anymore, but at that time, and you know, this is part of the evolution, right? At, you know, at that time I was like, I might need 
some kind of like an audio track under my voice because my voice alone can't be that interesting, right? So anyways, I put an audio track underneath it, like just a like generic music track. So if you guys are a little, what the hell's going on here? That's what that is. Also, I bring up my best friend Boyd. So when you hear that name and you guys are going, who the hell's Boyd? That's who he is. He's my best friend in life all the way back to like middle school. So over a decade, <laughs> kind of showing my age here, but um, that's who he is. And um I've tried to get him on Terminator 101 because I think he is a very insightful person. Hasn't happened just yet. Uh, we did record a few months back and a technical issue happened and that particular recording was never truly saved. So unfortunately, we haven't had time to record again, but maybe at some point he'll come on the podcast. I would love for him to come on. Like I said, he's my best friend. So anyways, guys, enough chit chat after this sponsor. We're getting into James Cameron versus George Lucas. All right, guys, before we get into the episode, I want to shout out the current Patreon members over on the Terminator 101 Patreon page. Here we go. Lucas Grudzian, Engelbert Sebastian, Ruben Dobson, Danny Pirate, Ami Prasad, T-Bob Art, and Marie Sperlick. Thank you so much for your patronage, you guys are a big part of the continued growth of Terminator 101. Now, if you want to join that list, plus gain extra content and benefits, it's very simple. All you have to do is hit up patreon.com slash t101podcast. So guys, we are going to delve pretty deeply into this uh, particular topic because I'm really excited about this and I want to know what you guys think. Um, the topic is, is there another director, male or female, other than James Cameron, who with seven or less films, because that's technically how many he has to his name, and I'm going to go deeper into that because if you're familiar with his filmography, then you know he, I guess, has really eight films to his name, but... I'm going to go into that. Um, is there another director with seven or less films that has made a bigger impact throughout the world in film, in popular culture, in just culture itself than James Cameron? That's the question I'm asking. And this is the question that I asked Boyd when I went down um, to see him in Tampa. My best friend Boyd, I recently visited him and we did Pandora, the world of Avatar, James Cameron's newly opened attraction at Animal Kingdom. And it only fueled the fire within me when I experienced this because I realized the perfection behind it, the, the, the ingenuity, everything. So it really got my wheels turning and I presented it to him. And um, after a little bit of discussion and whatnot, he came back with the answer, yeah, there is. And this is what I'm now kind of bringing and uh, opening up to you guys. He said George Lucas. And... It really kind of, after thinking about it for a little bit, it actually kind of was the only one that I could really justify. Okay, maybe it's true. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. So, um, stay tuned because I'm going to be breaking this down into three segments or three different kind of uh, little uh, bullet like bullet holes. Um, uh, what the heck is it called? Like the little things on like a graph, the little bullet points or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. We're going to be breaking it down into those three and then we're going to go into each one for each director. So 
Uh, stay tuned, guys, because this is going to be a lot of fun. So for the first part of this discussion between James Cameron and George Lucas, we're going to be looking at the critical success of each one of these directors. Now, really quickly, just to get this out of the way, if you're familiar with James Cameron's filmography, then you know he technically has eight films to his name, eight feature-length fictional films. And the whole basis of this discussion is... Is there another director with seven or less films to their name that has made more of an impact throughout the world other than James Cameron? We're excluding Piranha Part 2 from this discussion for one reason and one reason only. James Cameron himself does not consider it part of his filmography. He believes his career started with The Terminator, and I wholeheartedly agree. Piranha Part 2 is a low-budget B-movie, C-movie that is from Roger Corman, and we're not even including it in this discussion. So pretend like it doesn't exist. Seven or less films James Cameron has to his name. Now, if we look at Rotten Tomatoes, which is... In this day and age, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, go-to sources for determining whether a movie is uh, critically good or critically horrible. And if you look at all of James Cameron's films on Rotten Tomatoes, they're either certified fresh or fresh. There's not a single rotten one. Again, excluding Piranha 2, which is rotten. But... There's not a single rotten film amongst his filmography. On the other hand, if you look at George Lucas's uh, filmography on Rotten Tomatoes, there is there is rotten films in there. There there is a there is at least one rotten film that I am aware of. George Lucas has six films to his name, uh, THX one one something. I don't even remember. The, the whole title of that movie. I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone. Um, THX is one of his movies, and then he has American Graffiti, which I'm sure is uh, certified fresh, and then he has A New Hope, which is certified fresh, and then um, he has the prequel uh, trilogy for Star Wars. And there's a rotten film in there. I'm pretty sure The Phantom Menace Episode 1 is technically rotten, whereas uh, Episodes 2 and 3 are fresh and certified fresh. So if we're comparing critical success between the two directors, um, James Cameron is the more critically successful director, for sure. No matter what way you splice it, he is the more critically successful director. So that is the first point that I wanted to bring up here, guys. And Rotten Tomatoes isn't the end-all, be-all source, for sure. There's other sources, but it is one of the biggest nowadays, and it's something that I believe to be a very reliable source, a valid source, all that stuff. So I'm basing it off of that, but you can look at anything you want to. You can look at Metacritic. You can look at IMDb. Um, James Cameron is the more critically successful director out of these two. So that is the first point that I wanted to bring up here on the station between George Lucas and James Cameron. So the winner of this one, critical success, goes to James Cameron. Now for the second part of this discussion and breakdown between George Lucas and James Cameron, James Cameron and George Lucas, however you want to look at it, alphabetically, whatever, we're going to be looking at the commercial success of both of these directors. Because this is another thing when I present this question, the most impact throughout the world. Commercial success is a big part of that. How much a movie makes, you know, 
kind of equals, so it's like an E equals MC squared. How much a movie makes equals how many people have seen that movie, because the higher the revenue, then the more amount of people have seen the movie, right? It just, that's just logic. So again, looking at, we're gonna look at James Cameron. Right off the bat, the man is the director and writer of the two highest grossing movies of all time. These movies have not been beaten. You have Avatar and Titanic, which collectively, between the two of those movies, just two movies, have over $4 billion to their name. Over $4 billion to their name. If you look at the top 50 highest grossing films ever made, it's Avatar and Titanic. Now, George Lucas, he is only on that list for one movie, and it's The Phantom Menace, episode one, number 26, with just over a billion dollars. So, if we're looking at the commercial success of these movies, then the winner again goes to James Cameron. He is the winner of the more commercially successful director, as well as the more critically acclaimed director. Because right after Titanic and Avatar comes, uh, I'm pretty sure in that top 10 list somewhere is The Force Awakens, which yes, is a product of George Lucas's creation, but it's not directed by him. That's directed by J.J. Abrams. So we cannot count that. Um, so for this particular argument and particular point, the winner of commercially successful director is once again, James Cameron. So for the third point of this whole discussion between James Cameron and George Lucas, we're going to be looking at the overall legacy of the two directors because the legacy they leave behind is a big part of the impact they have throughout the world and will continue to have throughout the world. So if we're looking at legacy, it only makes sense that we compare Terminator and Star Wars, right? Because they're the biggest franchises each one of these directors has, and they're the ones each one has directed multiple films in. James Cameron only did one alien film and he didn't create the franchise and Avatar will eventually become a franchise, but it's not yet. Right now it's only a one-off film and George Lucas only has Star Wars. American Graffiti and THX are one-off films as well. So we're comparing Star Wars against Terminator and easily the winner is George Lucas. It's Star Wars. Everybody knows Star Wars and if you're comparing Star Wars to Terminator, it's basically like saying everybody knows Star Wars and nobody knows Terminator, even though that's not true, but that's the comparison. Star Wars is everywhere. You go into a store, you find aisles of Star Wars merchandise, toys, socks, underwear, hats, cereal boxes, everything, lights, you know, it's, it's insane. Light, like I was gonna say lightsabers, but I, I realize that's part of like the toy part, but it's everywhere. There's theme parks devoted to Star Wars. There's conventions, fan conventions for Star Wars. Terminator has none of that. Terminator has a little 3D uh, like attraction show at Universal Studios and I think like a, a roller coaster at Six Flags. That's basically it. Um, it's so easily Star Wars, the winner of legacy. Star Wars will be forever remembered amongst people on this planet until the end of time pretty sure Terminator at some point will eventually fall off the map, kind of be forgotten, not entirely, but compared to Star Wars, basically be forgotten. 
And that's just the fact of the matter, you know, guys? I mean, if you have a differing opinion on that particular subject, I'd love to hear it because I don't see how you could argue that. Star Wars is the winner of Legacy. So there you go, guys. Those are my thoughts and opinions on the whole Cameron and Lucas argument for my original question that I presented to my friend Boyd. And now I'm presenting and opening up to all of you guys. Is there another director other than James Cameron who has made a bigger impact throughout the world culturally, pop culturally, significantly? And I broke it down into three factors there critical success, commercial success, and overall legacy. And I still think. Even with George Lucas, James Cameron is the winner because he is globally known and so is George Lucas. But if you take into account everything I just presented to you guys, it's undeniably James Cameron. And I'm really interested to know what you guys think. Is there someone I'm not thinking of? Is there someone I'm missing? Do you think that there's someone who is more culturally, pop culturally, significantly renowned than James Cameron? Let me know. Call in. I'm very curious because I don't think there is, but I could be wrong. So call in. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really enjoyed doing this entire segment with you guys. So call in, share your stuff. Find me on Twitter and Instagram if you want to share your answers on there as well. Um, you can find me at the Green Eddie, and you can find me on here daily talking about movies because talking about movies is what we love to do, right? 